Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Before we get started, are you thinking of creating a podcast or are you a podcast host already? As a podcast strategist, I can help you to launch or relaunch a purposeful and profitable podcast, which will inspire, entertain and educate a global audience. Simply book in a one-to-one call with me right now via the Calendly link in the show notes and together we'll focus on the purpose of your podcast. Today on Focus on Why, I am joined by Janice B. Gordon. Hello, Janice. How are you doing? Ah, great to be here, Amy. I'm very excited to have you here. So let's just dive straight in. What is it you're doing at the moment, Janice? I've got a five-week trip to America, so I'm organising it all. I'm going to several different centres. So I'm speaking in Napa, and I've never been to Napa, California before. So I'm arranging meeting up with various people after my speaking engagement Then my dad and sister, they're around Baltimore. And then I go to Atlanta for another event. So trying to connect with people to have um, conversations with them. Then I'm up in New York. I'm taking my dad to Mexico. And then the last business trip is to Florida. So again, kind of connecting with people to have conversations around my trip there. So there's a, there's a lot going on. And, and as you know, Amy, every time you, you go away, even it is for work, you know, there's still all of the work hitting your desk. So it's trying to get ahead of all of that and organize my, my VA so she can do a lot more of the, the kind of day-to-day things so I can just relax into the, what I'm doing in, in America. So this five-week trip with all these fabulous different destinations, is this a normal trip for you? I used to live in America and I've always wanted to do more work out there. And of course, we all know with the, the pandemic. So I had lots of plans of things that I was doing and I'm I'm just getting back on track to all of that. Hence, like you, I've uh, run a podcast. It's my third year anniversary in, in September. So I've actually interviewed a lot of people and I know a lot of people fairly well because you do build up a personal relationship, don't you, with people you interview. But I'm I haven't actually met most of the the people that I I feel I know really well. So it's really great that having interviewed people like you from all over the world, whenever you go somewhere, it's a great opportunity to say, let's have a coffee. And you never know what what will develop out of that. You, You know, although we're doing so much online, you still need to connect with people and see the whites of their eyes and you know lots of conversations will bring up things that you hadn't anticipated so besides the speaking and consultancy and educationally formal events that's what I'm doing around it plus of course seeing my family as well it's wonderful to be able to combine everything together to tell me this relationship building and the seeing the whites of people's eyes why is that important to you in what you do I do you know what I was just thinking about I think I put a post in uh recently about all of the virtual and online delivery that I've done and it's 
it's now a really comfortable space. Not that I fear um, going out, but I'm very much more uh, precious about my time. And I suppose also, you know, I'm kind of uh, I'm I'm fairly mature and thinking that. I, again, with the pandemic, thinking that I haven't got time to waste. And so there are some people I built a real connection with online. But the difference is when you meet, you already feel that, you know, that person. So I know when I've been at speaking engagement, I'll have someone coming, rushing up to me and say, oh, Janice, Janice. And I think, oh, gosh, have I forgotten? Who are they? Where did I meet them before? I've never met them before, but they will feel that they know me and they're already connected to me. And, and that's why they'll run up and, and hug me and um, greet me like I'm their, their best friend. You can't do that online. <laughs> and so, you know, that's what meeting people face to face does. And I don't mean meeting your audience. I mean, individual people that you have already built a connection with. And then once you meet them uh, online, you know, face to face, then instantly you move on several levels and you get into the business and and why you really enjoy each other and what you feel that you've got in common. common. Um, so you can really progress relationships very quickly having started them online, but you can't progress them to the extent until you actually have that face-to-face that -face meeting. Yeah, I love that. And having lived in America before and wanting to go back and feeling like you're back on track now, do you feel that this is the next way of scaling your business? So what, what is it you're you're doing right now with the business? My business is, um, I you know that I've done lots of work with Cranfield and, um, you know, large companies helping leaders and, and, and sales leaders. And um, that has been accelerated because we've gone online. So I've been able to appeal to many more people. Um, it's because my dad is of a certain age. I want to make sure that I see him more often. He's like 87. And so back on track means that I am doing more regular trips to America. And it's great if you do it at someone else's expense. Um, also, having worked in uh, America in the 1980s, I've got a long history at, of friends and knowing the culture and the environment. I've lived there for a, a number of years. I've got a fondness for Americans and, and America. You know, I already know the system and I know certain cities really well. So it's almost like my second or third home. So they're the real drivers more so than 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 you know, business, it just feels like it's a natural progression because I know the culture and I know the systems out there really well. So tell me a bit more about what's driving you, Janice. Family is there. What about the purpose piece? I really feel that I don't feel like I'm going to die, but I do feel we haven't got time to waste. And as said before, you know, I feel that the pandemic has accelerated that sense of urgency. And I really want to make a difference. I want to have, leave an impact. And I've often had goals and ideas and things. And, you know, other people may look at, be looking at me and think, well, I've, she's achieved an, a lot. She's done a lot with her life. But no one knows 
how far you can go or how much you can you can do or how big an impact you can can make but it's really important to me i'm so i'm sure it is for lots of people that i feel i'm here to make a difference i think everyone's here to make their difference and so i'm just on my track trying to um make the biggest impact i can i think it'd be really sad on your you know when you're going to pop your clogs to feel like you're not completely spent to feel like you played it safe to feel like you've not done enough to feel like you've got skills that you haven't used and i think that's that's my overriding driver that i'm not here to mess around i haven't got time to waste i've i'm lucky enough that i have skills and i know i have skills and not using any excuses fear whether you know you might call it imposter syndrome all of these things where you can lean on as your crutches a reason why not to i'm wanting to completely blast that away and just get on with it don't overthink it just get on with it my purpose I'm not sure what my purpose is, and I know that we'll we'll talk about this, but my overriding driver is I need to make a difference. I need to spend everything that I've got in me so I'm not taking anything with me. I'm leaving everything here. So that unsure element of what is my purpose, does it bother you at all? No, it doesn't. The reason for that is that I think in life we tend to want to control a lot of things and i've spoken about this in my book business evolution about um what's your your purpose and i believe that your purpose isn't any one big bang thing because so much changes we you know we're under constant stress and change and with technology and things like that can you imagine if at the age of 10 or the age of 30 or the age of 50 i decided what my purpose was i mean i think that that is really naive to think that you can decide what your purpose is given all of the historical experience that you've had not knowing what future experiences and insights and connections you're going to make that you're going to decide this finite journey and destination and a lot of people struggle with purpose because they want to make it really big and it has to be something that's finite this is my purpose and i feel that purpose should be something your driving influence so it's something behind you that's driving you forward but it's not necessarily a destination because there's so many unknowns and having a purpose can actually stop you rather than propel you because it could be this big bang. We've all been brought up to believe that purpose is this massive big thing. So you might decide what that is and it's going to scare the hell out of you. <laughs> you know, it's going to be too big. You know, and you're going to feel that you're not worthy enough and all of these things. However, if you have a driving force and you um, believe that you're here to achieve great things, you have certain unique skills 
we all do. It's like our DNA. We're all an original imprint. So the reason why we're all individual is because we're here to do individualistic, amazing, significant things. But I don't know what that destination will be. All I know is I'm driving towards something. And I will know the milestones because I know in my past things that I've done I may not, it may not have made sense at the time, but I've actually used it later on. I believe everything, every experience we have, good or bad, everything we learn is to take us to where we're meant to be. But there are bigger things than me that will influence that. <laughs> things that are known and not yet created that will influence that. And I'm happy to embrace those things. What I need to do is go out and be curious and investigate and propel myself forward and try things and talk to people and, you know, be excited about and not expect everything to be perfect. What I need to be is driven to achieve, not necessarily knowing what that big thing or that little thing or those milestones may be, but just knowing that I'm on my track. And what keeps you on track, Janice? Do you have values that you, uh, you got your drive to achieve for sure, but what are your other values? Well, values is really important. And I talked about this in my um, book, Business Evolution. And there's an exercise in core values. So it's not just values, it's your core values. These are your non-negotiables. These are the things that you... Um, so it's a really easy exercise where you identify what are your core values. Once you have them, you don't need that destination. You have your guidelines. You know what's non-negotiable for you. You know what things are not right for you because these are my core values. These are my non-negotiables. It's easy for you to make decisions because these are the things that are important to me so that it's so important to have those guidelines, to know who you are, what you stand for, what's important to you, what's non-negotiable. So there are the no's. They're the really easy no's. What things feel right to you based on those core values, those non-negotiables. You need to have that in place. And so it's really easy to do that type of exercise. So these are the core non-negotiables. And for you, they are? Well, for me, it's really fairness is really important to me. I um, understood this. You know, I remember seeing someone going down my road, uh, husband or partner shouting at the mother. There was the school at the end of the road and he was distraught and really angry because he wasn't getting access to his children. But, you know, and she was not necessarily afraid, but you could see she's used to this kind of behavior. And this was happening out in the open. So I was going to the station, but I kind of sped up to catch up with them. And I said to him, you're, you know, in a, you can do it in a way where people don't feel that you're pointing at them, that you're accusing them or you're taking sides. And I thought afterwards, you know, like when you, I, I often find I step into things, I might use humor, but when I see things that are just wrong, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that are not fair. I'm more likely to fight for other people than I am for myself. And I think a lot of people do that. I will step in. 
So I actually got him to say, look, this is what your child's looking at. This is the, you know, what they're, they're forming an opinion about you. They don't really understand what's going on, but they can see you screaming at the mother. And whatever, I don't know your situation, but this isn't the way to, to resolve it. And he did. He just, he walked off and he left them. And I continued walking with her to the station. So he didn't, you know, it's a bit of a, a, a buffer. But I've found in my past, I've stepped into situations like that and, and fought for people. Um, and, you know, it's a lot easier when you see things are not right, rather than you defending yourself and then you get the label aggressive, whatever. If someone else defends you and then the other people will, it's easier for them to see reason. So that's one of one of my core, core values. Um, another core values is being um authentic being true to myself and really um uh, and this is something that's developed as I've got older um I suppose a, a shortcut to it will be um not asking permission but maybe ask maybe very rarely asking forgiveness really not making excuses um not um allowing myself off the hook taking responsibility for for my actions and what i do and holding my hand up when when i'm wrong um so it's just being fully responsible for, for the influence you have and the in, um yeah for the influence that you have taking responsibility for the influence you have being authentic about um my own actions um so yeah they're they're the kind of like um the ones that i'm you know happy to to discuss in terms of my my core values i think the important message is everyone should know what's their non-negotiables really i love i love that so fairness and the being authentic and being true to yourself in terms of what angers you janice and and where you see situations that are just wrong and you're willing to fight for them where do you think in the world your skills are best directed well they're best directed on things that are important to me <laughs> um and that's my guidelines so in terms of my my skills if you're talking from a professional point of view um my skills Remember, I, I said about everything you uh, all the elements that you pick up, all the experience and insights are meant to drive you into a position where you have a unique perspective. And one of those in terms of my my business and what I do is I had, you know, traditional sales experience in the 1990s. I worked for a customer experience kind of 2005 for a consultancy. And I, and it's quite an unusual experience. And I did that because I had a, an MBA. And I realized that customers are your best creators and innovators. But I realized in the 1990s when I was, you know, kind of cold calling, doing the whole kind of sales process in financial services, that we were telling our customers and we were using various skills to almost open up the sore points so that we could sell to those creating a need and I didn't really it didn't feel comfortable always when I was I was doing this and I really thought this is the light bulb moment for me in that 
customers do know best and you know your your buyers have so much more power now than they have ever had and it's really understanding that you're in a partnership with them it's not about you telling but it's actually about you listening so i've combined that very much in scale your your sales and understanding that you know you achieve more sales if you deliver what the customer actually wants rather than what you want to to sell so there's a whole program uh, around that but when i think about how i came a, a, upon this light bulb moment about sales has got it all the wrong way around it's it's really been about customer centric and buyer focused well there aren't that many people that had my experience to actually have that light bulb so it just thought okay traditional sales and then customer experience there aren't many people that pull pull that together and i think this is so important it's like wow well that is part of my mission that that's for me to do so that's one aspect the other aspect is in terms of being in traditional sales growing up in traditional sales and the experience i had as a black woman and a shared experience with lots of people that I speak to, to, to now, and how little the industry has changed. And so um, I'm going back to my core values, fairness. Um, so another aspect that I'm really passionate about is diversity in sales. I talk a lot about this on my podcast, and uh, I've become quite known to scratch that itch with, with people. So Diversity plays into my fairness. It also plays into I was uh, working in America for an organization when diversity wasn't even a thing in England. You know, it was a really big thing in the 1980s and um, 1990s. So we introduced that back into the, the US, the whole com uh, UK, the whole conversation around diversity. But at that time, I wasn't looking at my own industry. I just put up with, you know, the the comments. I put up with the bad managers, the sexist, the racist, all of those things, because that was the industry. And sadly, not much, not so much of that has changed. It's changing, but not nearly enough 20, 30 years um, on. So they're the things that I feel I have, I can make an impact on, because this is my story that other people haven't got my experience that other people haven't got and that's what i'm kind of driving from a professional point of view and from a personal perspective sometimes it looks like it's it's it sort of made an impact as well in on your professional life but what else is there from a personal perspective what else is there on in terms of what sort of angers you and where you can bring your skills into to play I, i'm not sure I would link kind of what angers me. Uh, um, I'm not sure if that would be a driving force for, for, for what I do. I think personality is really important in this day and age. And what I mean by, by that from a personal point of view is I, where I get real traction, and I can't think of it as any, it's unique to me, where I get real traction with people in terms of building relationships is when I'm more myself than ever. <laughs> and people love you for it. And I meet a lot of people and I think I don't quite, I can't quite get hold of them. We're often 
asked to play a role in our world. You know, our teachers tell us what we should be. Our parents tell us what we should, our bosses tell us what. We should, and often we get really confused about really who we are and what we should be and, you know, who we are as, as, as people. And I think the more that you can really understand yourself, the more other people and you're true to yourself, the more other people love you for it and engage with you. And so from a, I think from a personal point of view, one of my, my drivers is to be more myself than ever. And I'm, I think I'm developing and learning more about what that is and, and what that, that means rather than something that angers me and that drives me from a personal point of view. I love that. And it's really interesting about how we don't know about ourselves, that we do have to do that work. It's not it's not there unless you look and sort of uncover it. It's not something that we spend much time. We're just so busy doing and being and and sort of having that sometimes you do need to take that step back and look. And it, you, you mentioned earlier that things have evolved. In fact, evolution has been quite a a pivotal word through this discussion because you've talked about how as you've got older then there's been more stress put on to the important things for you which are your family and the, and the time that you no longer want to waste anymore so it's really interesting about how your book is called business evolution but you're actually living a business evolution as well yeah that's that's a really um interesting point I think I love the title of my book and that, that I was really nervous because I thought, is this too big? This is, you know, going back into the mindset of really plain small, isn't it? Right? Whereas now it's like, it's not big enough. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, I really do love that title. And I think nothing stands still and that more now than ever. And it's about, and I talk about this again in the book, it's about really embracing change, really being curious rather than blocking it, because there's so much innovation, so much to learn in things that are new. It doesn't mean that new is right or new is wrong or you have to embrace it, but it just means it's there and it may present opportunity. And it's going to present different things to different people, but you'll only gain the insights if you investigate it, if you embrace it, if you go into it and see which bits. I often say to people that I, I coach that, you know, you've got three levels on any information. You often have people that are advising you, you should do this and you're whatever. You can either accept the information you can either reject the information or you can consider the information any information that's coming through and we're subjected to what is it ten thousand messages a day they're the decisions we need to make about the decision block out the things that are not for you accept the things that you think are valid and you can only do that if you know your core values and know who you are consider everything else and find the things that are for you in that information, you know, pull out the things that are relevant to you. So for someone who doesn't believe that they have a purpose, you seem to be very clear and about what it is you want to achieve. And I know you said that you don't necessarily need your use. You see purpose as a destination. So you don't necessarily need it because you've got your guidelines and your guidelines are what are helping you to navigate your life. What else is there that is key to the navigation of your life? Yeah, I think that 
I'm, I'm saying you don't know your purpose rather than you don't have a purpose. And the things that are key to help me navigate my life is, you know, knowing my core values, really understanding who I am and what's in, important to me. And, you know, but that doesn't necessarily drive me. What does drive me will be the, the goals that I have with my family, with my friends, with the people that are important to me, the goals I have, you know, in, in my, my business, you know, and again, that will change, you know, I have annual goals, I have like a three year, year goal, but that I'm going to continue to evaluate that as I gain more insight, as I meet new people, as I get introduced to new opportunities. The driving force is being having an impact. Is this, is this knowing my core values? Is this right for me? Is this right for the unique set of skills is, that I have? the unique perspective that I have. I talked about diversity in sales and, you know, the relationship between sales and, and buyers and, and, and customers. So how does this new piece of information or opportunity, how does that sit with my unique set of skills and, and the drive to increase uh, an impact? Is what I'm doing today this minute going to create an is going to help to create an impact. I often say to sales leaders, every decision you make has to reflect on the whole goal of what you're doing, which is you're not doing it for yourself, you're doing it for your customers. So every decision you make, and you should not be making the decision unless you know what the impact is on the end user and the customer. So in your own life, Every decision that you make, you need to make it in relation to the impact it's going to have on you moving forward in, a, you know, with a combination of your skills, with a combination of what's important to you in the, and then assessing, is this going to make an, you know, a bigger impact? And it doesn't mean if you don't know your purpose, the ultimate destination of your purpose it doesn't mean that you don't have purpose. It doesn't mean that you don't have goals. It doesn't mean that you're not driven to achieve. But what, in order to make decisions as to what things are right for you, that's going to help you, and the one things that are going to hinder you, you really need to understand the impact it's going to have. So at the beginning of, you know, at the end of the day, for the next day, I'm, I always choose one thing. There's one thing I have to achieve in that day. That one thing's going to be part of every day there's a one thing that and that's going to lead me to the end of the week. I'm going to have achieved something to the end of the month. I'm going to achieve something to the end of the year. I'm going to achieve something. And that thing that I'm going to achieve is based on my goals. And my goals is based upon having a bigger impact, uh, impacting more people. Every year, I'm going to choose different things. So it might be okay. I'm going to choose as a as a, a conduit speaking is going to be the thing I'm going to up my speaking. I'm going to get in bigger audience. I'm going to speak about this thing that's going to have a bigger impact on that audience. Next, during the pandemic, it was all on virtual. So how am I going to deliver 
having a bigger impact, achieving my goals, using my unique skill sets, other things that's important to me. How am I going to do that? What's the conduit? What's the um, methodology that's going to enable me to do that? And slowly, slowly, bit by bit, like every ripple hits another ripple that hits another ripple. And guess what? That ripple just gets bigger and bigger. And lots of other people are impacted by those ripples that you're constantly putting in the water. So that's that's how I feel for me, may not work for other people. That's how I feel living towards your purpose rather than having a destination that you decide is your purpose, because I find that a little limiting. Well, there we go. There we have it. We've we've got clear decision filters. You've got these incredible ripple effects that you you are creating and living towards your purpose. I love that phrase. I think that really sort of sums up beautifully how you are living your incredible life and and going as big as you possibly can. My goodness, there's no holding you back, Janice. So <laughs> so tell me tell me how could well tell the audience how could people get in contact with you? What's the best way to reach out to you? Yeah, the best way is through LinkedIn, Janice B. Gordon. But if you put Janice B. Gordon in Google, my Twitter, all of my channels, including YouTube, there's lots of videos on there. Janice B. Gordon is my speaker website. That's the dot com. And there's links to Scale Your Sales, Scale Your Sales, the podcast, the framework, the website, scaleyourselves.co.uk. So, you know, just put in Janice B. Gordon and everything will come up. Amazing. Well, it'll all go in the show notes so people can just click on there and, and or just as you, as you say, just Google you. It's easy. Janice, thank you so much for coming on Focus on Why. It's been an absolute pleasure hearing what is leading your, your light through the, the world and, and what is bringing incredible impact to so many people. So, yes, those, I can see, see, I can feel those ripples being created today as well. Have you got some final words for the audience, please? I think the starting point to all of this, and I really do want the audience to feel secure. If they don't have a purpose, that's okay. They don't need a destination. Make sure that you understand what are your core values, your non-negotiables, because that gives you a great foundation to think, wow, this is me. I'm beginning to understand myself. What is non-negotiable? It's easier for me to say no to the things that are not right for me and yes to the things that are. And start saying yes more often because you've got that security of these guidelines. And so you can go forth with confidence. How has this conversation had an impact on you? What value have you received from tuning in? What are your reflections with actions? Please take a moment to leave me an Apple podcast or Spotify review sharing how Focus on Why has made a difference to you today. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, simply connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or join the Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.